You are listening to The Current Podcast, the official podcast of UC San Diego's IT Services Department. I'm your host, Miguel Rodriguez. Today is Wednesday, January 19th. I hope you enjoyed the extra day off this week. If you are a Cowboys fan, you probably needed it. Those crowd shots of disconsolate Cowboys fans deserve an Emmy, in Mark Herzberger's humble opinion. I must admit, I really have no personal opinion on the matter. Speaking of matters, here's a serious one. During the Martin Luther King Jr. holiday, I hope you took some time to reflect on the meaning and importance of this commemoration of the work of Dr. King. Did you know that right here at UC San Diego this entire week is dedicated to service in his honor? Head over to mlkweek.ucsd.edu to learn more about events happening and how you can get involved. This worthy program is brought to you by the Center for Student Involvement, but all staff are welcomed and encouraged to participate. And I will continue to say that it is a great time to call, email, and even snail mail your senators to let them know where you stand on voting rights. This is not in the script, but I would be remiss if I didn't pay my own homage to Dr. King. Make your voice heard to your senators. It won't be long until the next staff town hall rolls around. Mark your calendar for January 26th at 9 a.m. Get the details and registration information at returntolearn.ucsd.edu. Yeah, they call it a town hall, but it might as well be called everything you wanted to know about Omicron, but were afraid to ask. Now on to this week's interview. Our own Doug Benia caught up with Charles Bryant. Hello, my name is Douglas Benia, and I am here with award-winning Charles Bryant. He was the recent recipient of Think Like an Entrepreneur Award, an ITS award, which was uh, created to recognize employees whose achievements promote excellence and creativity through extraordinary innovation. So let me first welcome you here to the podcast, Charles. How are you doing today? Hey, Doug. Uh, great. Thank you. I'm doing quite well. Thank you for asking. Happy to be here. All right. So now, as I understood it, on a more personal level, you just recently moved. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. My family just relocated to the Bay Area. My wife uh, was relocating for work. She works in the biotech field, and they um, have some expensive scientific equipment on site up here in the <laughs> Bay Area that they needed her up here for. So we uh, packed up, and and yeah, we moved. It was <laughs> moving is stressful. Don't recommend it, but uh, we did it and we made it so excited to to say that good good and so uh and where were you living uh before this oh we were kind of in the central san diego area probably about eight miles from campus uh kind of mirror mason scripps ranch uh right in the middle there so how is uh life up in the bay treating you a lot colder i've retired most of my shorts (laughs) and uh i'm getting used to the temperature change oddly enough i was actually born in the bay area um i grew up here uh, when i was much younger and i've lived up here probably off and on for about 10 years but it's been a while it's been over 15 years since i've lived up here so it's interesting to be back and and seeing some old familiar uh, locations but yeah we're still getting used to it but all in all it's been a good experience um, and it's going well so far good and then you have two kids is that right that's right yeah my oldest wesley just turned five just got his first shot of the uh, vaccine which we're really excited about and uh, uh my youngest is otis who just turned two in december 
and they're adapting well i take it yeah yeah they're doing well um otis hasn't known much life outside of covid but uh prior to covid you know uh wesley and i would go out to the parks and play almost every day uh, after work and do all kinds of fun stuff and we try to still work some of that in as we can in the light of the pandemic Good, good. I'm glad. So as far as what you do here at UCSD, now that you're working remotely, what is your official title and what do you do? Uh, That's a great question. My official title when I was hired was mobile applications programmer. Joined the uh, workplace technology services team, I think in uh, 2015. Uh, and I was brought in to, to redesign, re envision the mobile app for campus. And through several iterations, we've now had a number of releases since then, and we've gone completely native with the app. Prior to my coming on, the app was using a kind of older style web wrapper to load in web content. And we've made everything native now, and, and we've been just improving it and trying to iterate and go through that process and um, to stay current with all the many emerging technologies that are coming out every week for mobile. That's really exciting. So then some of this work is what led to you being recognized by the department in the Think Like an Entrepreneur Award, correct? Yeah, yeah. I think they mentioned, um, or in the award, it mentioned uh, some of the work that I did for the COVID scanner, which is available on the, the UC San Diego mobile app. So we've put a lot of time into that, to getting that rolled out. I remember uh, back in, I think it was April, May of uh, 2020, when we started really hitting the ground with that and wanted to um, really just pull out all the stops with our team to try to complete that project as quickly as possible. And yeah, that was a, yeah, go ahead. Can you explain why that's so significant with what exactly is the scanning process there behind the COVID test kits? Yeah, yeah. The the campus at the time needed a solution really quickly uh, for the return to learn program to try to um, figure out, and it's been a careful balance trying to navigate the pandemic in, in terms of being able to reopen campus. And where the test kit scanner came in was being able to uh, allow students to test frequently and often. And that through uh, several integrations, we were able to roll out on the mobile side as, and worked with other teams on the, the health side and, and on the UC San Diego side to come together to complete that um, integration, which contributed to the Return to Learn program being a success 2020. Ah, okay. And so I also understand that part of your uh, recognition was also in uh, being instrumental in launching of the barcode scanning feature itself. So that hadn't been quite developed ever before. Yeah, no, that was that was brand new to us when we um, started exploring uh, ways to do that. We wanted to implement a technology that um, for scanning, and we wanted it to be very robust. And so we went through several iterations over, over the course of several weeks uh, to implement um, many avenues of that allowing uh, staff, faculty, individuals on campus to to use the scanner. So we we ended up uh, creating a web based barcode scanner. Uh, for users that prefer to use, you know, like a laptop or, or an iPad. Um, also, we, we've created a native scanner that's built in directly into the mobile app. Um, we've done a couple other integrations along those lines, and they've come together to kind of get that full picture to where we have a, a large or a good amount of coverage uh, in, in terms of being able to, to provide the, the technology uh, to people in different ways, depending on their device or, or their use. Wow. So you've done a lot here for the mobile app and really transforming the experience to be more responsive to the pandemic and really provide a solution towards some of those challenges that come along with what is this and, and how do we overcome it? I'm curious, just in terms of, you know, the process behind this, because, you know, IT services is really a beacon of innovation in its own right, right? A lot of the things that we're doing are pushing the boundaries because the university itself is constantly evolving and changing and those 
challenges that come with it are also changing. And so we're constantly trying to meet that, whether we're talking about Wi-Fi or, or things going on with uh, various systems and new systems being introduced. So in this regard, you know, how did it come about just in terms of, you know, hey, how about a barcode scanning feature? Like, was this, you know, internal brainstorms and, and just whiteboarding ideas until you finally came up with a string of a few that worked? Or that you felt like you could pursue? Uh, yeah, I think it was it was partially that it was it was definitely meeting with the different uh, leaders across campus to come together to try to identify potential solutions that would work. And um, really, at the you know at the start of the pandemic, I don't think anyone really knew what was going to be the solution, you know, or the answer that would help us kind of what would ultimately end up being like tools that would help us kind of get through that. And uh, looking ahead to trying to at the return to learn program, like having that be a success and, and trying to take every precaution possible, you know, because there were so many unknowns, you know, at the start of the pandemic in 2020. Yeah, it was, it was a very iterative approach, worked with several teams across campus to come up with those ideas. I'm not sure who ultimately had the idea to try the barcode scanning, but that ended up working out very well. We're really happy that that's been a rolled out the way that it that it has. Great. So I think one of the other things that I see that you're recognized on behalf is your your mentorship with student developers on your team. So can you talk a little about that? Because, you know, IT services, like the university, is a place for learning and for introducing students to new ideas. And, you know, and, and for students that are looking to pursue a career path in IT, this is the perfect avenue for them. And we welcome them and encourage them to be part of this. I'd love to know a little bit more about your mentorship and your philosophy behind that. Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, uh, Alex Wu has done a great job at championing this program that we've been working towards and, and refining. It's changed quite a bit over the years. Today, we're able to work with uh, upwards of 10 different students in a given day and having them being fully integrated team members, essentially on the projects that we're working on, uh, mostly in the, the mobile space. Um, and it's been a really great experience. Um, every student uh, that we've worked with has different ideas and different experiences that they bring to the table. And working with all of them has just been a really rewarding experience. I really enjoy um, trying to lend my expertise and my guidance to them and really letting them kind of um, trying to help them find the path forward and letting them, you know, do, do most of it on their own, but trying to give them that guidance to, to get there. That's wonderful. Yeah, if anyone's interested out there listening, we have a couple uh, podcast episodes focused on student employees, and you can listen to some of uh, Alex's student employees who he's helped mentored as well. And so it's a great conversation if you're interested out there. Well, I must say, you know, overall, everything that you've been doing, I mean, you certainly exemplify uh, what it is, is to be a, an IT services staff member, and you deserve all the recognition, you know, winning Think Like an Entrepreneur, because you certainly are pushing the boundaries of what we're capable of doing. And I think that's amazing and exciting. I'd love to know, in closing, what is on the forefront of your mind for the future? And what would you like to pursue or are currently pursuing in your work to up the ante, uh, if you will, in terms of what the mobile app offers? That's a great question. The mobile landscape changes pretty often and pretty quickly these days, and it can be difficult to keep pace with that. So I do a lot of research into new and emerging technologies and really explore you know, exciting ideas and, and other things from some of the collaborative meetings that we have uh, with our staff and student workers um, and trying to identify those trends for what might be the next big thing and trying to look at those technologies to see which might be a good fit, you know, for some of our use cases here on campus. Because um, not everything is, and it's really identifying just 
trying to keep you know your eyes open and really just really following where the, the landscape is, how it's changing and shifting. It's been a, a fun and an exciting process. Um, and I think one of the things too is in some of our weekly meetings, we like to do idea sharing. You know, what have you read about this week? What have you heard about? And, and a lot of those conversations have spun into other larger conversations about things that we could actually integrate and implement into the mobile app and other areas on campus. And a, a couple of those are, um, we're now looking at ways to, uh, you know, let's say we have a, a good mobile experience or a good web experience. And how do we kind of unify the two? Um, and that, that's something that we've been uh, looking at for a little while now. And uh, a couple other things that we're hoping to get to is one of the big things that I've been working on lately is um, automation. And any manual tasks that I find myself doing, I always think about how can I automate this? How can I do this to where, or set this up, or, or at least get a conversation started about how to make this process easier for myself and then other people that may end up using this the same process in the future. And that type of thinking has led to some big leaps forward in our, at least in terms of the mobile application, we have a, a full continuous integration uh, pipeline pipeline, which allows us to basically, you know, push our code, have a mobile app version arrive directly in the hands of our testers that are helping us test the code, um, and then ultimately getting it to deploy without having to go through a lot of manual steps. That whole process is really streamlined our efforts and freed up our, our time to work on other important projects and tasks. So trying to stay in that mindset has been really key, I think. Wow, that's incredible. There is no shortage of entrepreneurial ideas behind what you're doing and uh, and your approach. I'm excited to even hear about just the, the notion of merging or bridging the gap between the web experience and the mobile experience. I feel like for a long time, it was the web drove everything and the mobile was this mobile 2.0 thing. And then all of a sudden the mobile became everything and you know, web kind of fell back. And I think it's a wonderful way to bring the two together if you can figure out how to. It definitely is, yeah. And there are so many new emerging technologies and, and ideas of our own that we're that we're iterating on and, and testing. It's it's a really really great time to be in this space. Very happy to be working at UC San Diego in this in this time. Well, that is great to hear. Well, I think that brings us to a close. Is there anything else you'd like to add before we go? Uh, no, I think that was about it. I just wanted to say thank you, Doug, for your time. Um, I'm really honored to be the recipient of this Entrepreneur Award. I think in my heart, I might call myself like I have like, I'd say I probably have like an entrepreneurial spirit. Um, I've had some background in some uh, other things. I, you know, I started a drop shipping company in my past. Uh, I was a day trader for a while. Mm -hmm. I was running a, a flash gaming website with, you know, 10,000 users a day. Um, but I, just those types of things really get me excited and um, really looking forward to how I can apply that, you know, to um, for benefits of the UC San Diego campus going forward. Well, now I'm hearing all this. I feel like we need to have a second episode to come back to hear your history. <laughs> oh, maybe. Yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, thank you so much, Charles. I really appreciate it. You've been wonderful and uh, keep up the great work. Great. Thank you so much, Doug. Thank you, Doug and Charles. Apropos of nothing, am I the only one who thinks the beehive hairdo should come back? Incidentally, I have a far side calendar for 2022 on my desk as I speak, and it is loaded with this sensational hair artistry. But really, it is very much apropos of something. Dear listener, we try not to overdo it with song lyrics to close our episodes, but when fate intervenes, duty calls. The night we met, I knew I needed you so. And if I had the chance, I'd never let you go. So won't you say you love me? I'll make you so proud of me. We'll make them turn their heads every place we go. So... Won't you please be my, be my baby? 
Be my little baby, my one and only baby. Say, you'll be my darling. Be my, be my baby. I definitely must stop here and say I will raise one up to Ronnie Spector, the coolest of the cool. This week has been loaded on the internets with awesome photographs of her hanging out with all manner of the pop cultural spectrum. So that part has been happy. Have a great week, everybody. Until next week. I sure hope you're enjoying this podcast. Remember to let your fellow IT services staff members know that this podcast exists. Get everyone to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you can get your podcasts. This podcast is a collaborative effort, and we want to hear from you. If you have any ideas for podcasts or topics, send them to me at its-podcast at ucsd.edu. That's it for today. Keep an ear out for the next episode of The Current Daily.